Welcome to the next episode of the interview with Craig Lucy, former Channel 2 news anchor and founder and chief storyteller of Lucy Content. Craig will continue to expand upon his business strategy for Lucy Content, his business model, and how it's like a real estate brokerage, and then also make some comments about his personal stories, his personal successes, and his personal challenges. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Capital Club Radio, brought to you by Flock Specialty Finance. Please welcome your host, Chairman and CEO, Michael Flock. Craig, you know, you've had your career has just been great, but you know, things never go in a straight line. And we want to, I think our listeners want to hear more about Craig Lucy's story and kind of the challenges or, uh, you know, adverse experience that you had along the way. Were there times when you weren't sure that you were going to succeed, that, you know, your dream may not become a reality? Sure. Can you, you tell know, our I'm, uh, a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah, of, of course. Um, so I have a four-year-old little girl and a one-year-old little boy. And I made this leap when he was eight months. She had just turned four. I'm fortunate that my wife has a great job, and so I was able to do this. But there are, yeah, I stay up at night thinking, oh, you know, this early early on, like, have a, right. is everything going to go as planned? Right. Um, but I would say anybody who's thinking about making this leap of faith, which I did, is test the waters a little bit, uh-huh. <clears throat> which I did. Um, I, you know, as I had started quietly building this, I was telling folks, okay, I'm not going to renew my contract. If you need any storytelling help, uh, August 16th will be my last day and I will start working for you August 17th. And so I had two people that actually, um, said, absolutely, Mm -hmm. let's go. Mm -hmm. And, uh, they're still with me and, and it's worked out well. And, uh, so my advice is, uh, yes, I, I, I stay up uh, late. Early on, I, I really stayed up late thinking, I hope I've made the right decision. But in, in the back of my mind, I, I knew I had, and I really had no other choice because I, I looked at what's going on in the media and the way it's going to be five, 10 years from now. Uh, just you see what happened in newspapers. And so you have to, you got to kind of look into the future to see what uh, what's right for you. Um, you also, as as I was thinking about having this conversation with you, Michael, is um I'm learning that there are, to me, there's almost like two sets of people. There are people who want to go out there and start a business and run a business. And then there are people who just need to be put on the path to help that particular business succeed. Right. And so you have to, if you're thinking about making a leap like this, you have to think, am I a person who wants to go work for a large company and work my way up in that company? Or am I the type of person who wants to start my own company and I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses, can I do this? For me, I, I even thought when, my, when I was down in Orlando working for the NBC station and it was uh, during the recession, we literally, I just saw car dealerships shutting down, car dealerships, attorneys, they all are big time advertisers on local stations. So, I, I, you know, even then I was thinking about maybe I need to go back to school to get my MBA. And for me, um, I, I wish I did have an MBA at the same time, I was, I'm not going to learn too much in a classroom. I have to do it to learn it. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how much I've learned in six plus months. Mm-hmm. I mean, it literally, it's, 
it's been a, a great ride. Um, I've had to lean on other folks. It's, uh, I know that one of the questions you might ask is about mentorship. Right. Um, I don't. I don't have one particular mentor. I've got friends who started businesses. I lean on them. Um, my brother started a business. My both my grandfathers were entrepreneurs. So I think that I always kind of family. I think I had this seed in me that was just growing, and it was a matter of time. Timing worked out for me because I did need to establish myself and really learn my craft as a broadcaster and a storyteller. And so now, as you, back to that LinkedIn, when I see so many companies hiring for content creators, the keyword for me was content. Uh, and so fortunately, things are going well. Um, sky's the limit. That's what I say. The sky is the limit. So in terms of obstacles, then, I guess right now, they, you haven't really had anything Sure. You're getting your way. No, no, there's things in my, I mean. Does Craig Luthi ever have a bad day? Oh, I yeah. Mean, you're always absolutely. smiling and charismatic <laughs> and, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's different working uh, for clients. You, you, they, I got, my email inbox got worn out yesterday and I was on the road. I was up in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee doing a story for AMR actually, and my inbox was blowing up. And so I had to. You know, you have to learn to delegate. So I, I was sending those emails to people who helped me and say, hey, I need you to do, do this for me. And it also, I, I think it helps those who are on my team because they are learning as well as we all go. Like, right. this is a true startup. And the other, I was, you, you asked me a personal hardship too, um, not just in this business, but uh, when I was younger, um, I was run over by a boat. And it was like, I was in fifth grade. Right. And um, so... We had a 13-foot Boston Whaler, and a Boston Whaler has a flat hole. It doesn't have a V-shaped hole. So if it's coming at you, you're not going to bounce off that V. You're going right under it. Right. And I, my adrenaline was pumping so much that when I saw the boat coming toward me, I took a deep dive, had a life jacket on. Fortunately, I got deep down enough to yeah. where I just felt a bump on my foot. I was like, oh, man, should I look at my foot? Looked at my foot, and it was just mangled. It was it was awful. And I was big, a big soccer player. And so that was my first, my first thought, am I ever going to be able to play soccer again? I was screaming bloody murder. I was on uh, on that show Rescue Nine One One back in the day. Oh, really? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, which is kind of funny that now AMR is one of my clients because I just love the work that paramedics do because they, I mean, they literally saved my foot. Saved your foot. And uh, my dad's an orthopedic surgeon down in Jacksonville. He he didn't do the surgery, but his partner did. And uh, and then I remember like three days after I had the surgery, I jerked in my sleep and I pulled apart all the stitching and everything to oh, put no. my foot back together. Okay. Like, all right, Craig. Uh, <laughs> You, we're going to put the 100-pound test line on you. For the, We got the tarpon line on you. You're not breaking this. So I had to learn how to walk again. I had to cast up to my hip, uh, from my foot up to my hip for half a year. And uh, did physical therapy twice a day and worked hard, as hard as I could, to get back on the soccer field and ended up uh, doing really well and was like all state and in high school and had talked to some colleges. So that was a, a big learning experience for me that, look, if, if you fight hard enough and you work hard enough, you will achieve what you want to achieve. Okay. So that's how, that's your story. So that's how that experience was part of the Craig Lucy story, if you will, in yeah. terms of how you're building this business. Yeah, there's, there's been roadblocks, but to me, it's just another learning, it's another learning curve. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that I don't know, what's beautiful is YouTube. Yeah, I swear you can go on YouTube and you can ask YouTube one question and uh-huh. the answer is there for anything. Like I'm helping clients with their websites. If I don't know the answer, 
I just go to YouTube. I can find the answer like that and and fix their website, no problem. So will Lucy Content use YouTube, or maybe you're doing it already, as another kind of outlet for your your media? That is the plan. That's the plan. Right now, we're trying to do kind of a land grab, if you will, of clients, help them tell their stories. And then once we get to where we need to be, then we invest. And we hopefully have a studio one day. And we, you know, I've always, I would like to be back on on TV and, and telling people stories and uh, sitting down and profiling business leaders, profiling the leaders of nonprofits and showing the impact that they're having, uh, really focusing on the good stories. I covered negative stories for mm-hmm. a long time. And so that's what's really rewarding right now is uh, being able to help these nonprofits and telling their stories. But there, there is a strategy with our nonprofits that we're helping, that we're helping. We don't really want them to pay for it. We want to create stories that show the impact that they're having. Right. So those nonprofits can then go to their donors or their corporate sponsors and say, hey, look, this is what we're doing in our community. We would love to tell more of these stories. Can you help us and maybe earmark some of those donation dollars for storytelling, i.e. marketing? So as I listen to all this, Craig, uh, it seems like there's this tension developing in the roles that you're playing. You know, on the one hand, your passion, your joy, what you've learned on television is to tell stories, right. uh, whether it's reporting or interviewing. Uh, on the other hand, you're building a business. Yep. You're yep. managing a business. So is there, I think I sense a tension between the artist and the businessman, and I I sense that your passion is was really more with being the artist and connecting individually with people, promoting people's story through all these different media channels and helping them promote themselves. Yeah. Uh, so how are you going to balance the artist with the businessman? One day at a time, really. One day at a time. I, uh, I have uh, someone I tap now to help me with my accounting just because doing all the invoicing and keeping up is tough. Um, and yeah, I'm going to be... Uh, better for my clients if I am focusing on the storytelling. Um, but now it, it just goes back to managing my time. I'll tell you one thing about working at Channel 2 and, and all these newsrooms is they train you how to be as efficient as, efficient as possible. We had multiple deadlines a day. We work uh, extremely fast. And, and uh, people that I talked with who had been in my position and then jumped out of the business, they said, one thing you're going to get... You're, that's going to shock you is like the pace outside of news. It's a bit slower. Right. Um, but I think as a journalist, we have to quickly learn how to do certain things and learn uh, learn them as fast as possible because there's looming deadlines. Mm-hmm. I give myself deadlines with my clients. I like to have our content to them depending on the scope of work within two weeks. If it's after two weeks, uh, you know, that well-told story, I, I start getting antsy. Um and there's there's a lot of post production. That's why there's that space there. But uh, it, it's just delegating and to the accounting. I've got an accountant now uh, for social media. I've got a social media team. Um, so for now, I can handle it. Right. Do I do I need long term business help? And everybody who's listening out there, yes. Yes, please come <laughs> come help me. I do not have an MBA. I have been telling stories forever. I am a journalist. I'm a former news anchor reporter. Right. I have not run a company. Have I made some? Uh, have I had some side hustles along the way? Yes, I have had some side hustles, which uh, I think that goes back to just having that entrepreneurial seed that was inside of me. Well, let's follow that uh, and shift our discussion to the company and, and right. you know Craig Lucy. CEO, we know that he's a great storyteller, but as CEO, have you decided then how to define success as a business? Um, I guess you've kind of said, well, my strategy is to 
get my clients to tell their story. And it's our job to promote their story and find the optimal network of media to kind of expand the coverage of their story. So maybe that's the strategy. But how do you find success of Lucy content? Is there anything, you know, quantitative? Is there a market share you're striving for? Is it profitability? Uh, um, you know, there are certain margins that I like to that the, the business should uh, take home when mm-hmm. we're when we're working with our clients. Um, it is as far as like I said, we run it like a newsroom. So I know I've I grew up in newsrooms. I know how they're run. That's not to say I, I ran a newsroom to all the news directors who are listening. Um, but I would say to to grow this business, um, I am just going to be bringing people on board that know particular areas that I don't. I mean, I've I've read enough uh, entrepreneurial books and listened to enough entrepreneurial podcasts to know that um, those most successful out there surrounded themselves by extremely people. intelligent people and people who uh, know their craft well. And I'm not going to pretend that I, I don't um, know certain areas of, of creating a business. Like there's so much that I need to learn. And my wife, who's been extremely supportive from day one, she knows that. She's like, I just wish you you went to, to business school and got your MBA or you, you, you've got to get a, a bookkeeper. And uh, uh-huh. I'm like, I, I know, I know, but I'm not <laughs> quite there because accounting is not your passion. <laughs> accounting, I mean, it goes back to those days in calculus and statistics. I'm like, I am never going to use this. This is just not for me. But in hindsight, yes. So who are your competitors, Craig? And how, how, are, how, are, how is Craig Lucy going to differentiate his company from the competition? Right. Um, well, so we are just taking a different approach than other PR and marketing companies and focusing on that content creation. And we work with PR and marketing companies. In fact, one of the largest PR companies is tapping us to do content for their clients. Um, I would say down the line, I tell people that I really want to run this business like a real estate broker. And I want to have my real estate agents be content agents. Okay. So um, I have uh, an independent contractor agreement. So I want to have 1099s all over the place, if you will. I want storytellers. They are um, journalists out there who are, have been contacting me, a, a lot of them. I'll tell you, when I, when I left, my LinkedIn blew up. My phone blew up. What, what, are, what are you doing? What's going on? And a lot of them are wanting to join me. And so, um, and I'm not recruiting them, for the record. Uh, they just they see what I'm doing on Instagram and whatnot. So I ha- I want content agents. I want people to go out, identify certain companies that need our services, look at their website and say, oh gee, this company doesn't even have a, a website landing video to tell their story. They have zero social media presence. Uh, they're not resonating with their customers. And then they would be my account executive, uh, knowing that they have the confidence to go out and pitch these companies, and I will go in and help them pitch the CEO or, mm-hmm. or founder of the company. But I want them to be the account lead, knowing that we can back them up if they need a uh, website, social media, PR communications. Uh, I've got someone also helping with traditional marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say what makes us a little bit different, and hopefully down the line, I'm going to Austin, Texas tomorrow. I'm going to speak with a former anchor reporter there who wants to talk with me, and I would like to have a presence in in Austin. I would like to have a presence in L.A. uh, who are journalists, who know how to tell stories, who Mm -hmm. can go in and help these companies and nonprofits reach a larger audience. 
And it also helps that they're, they have credibility in the markets. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they're, they're independent contractors, but they're under our umbrella. Okay. And then, uh, and so we just basically in this process build a big storytelling network. Okay. Like a real estate brokerage network? Is that what exactly. you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's no, no different than a real estate agent going out there and finding homes to go sell. I want uh, are my content agents, if you will, going out there and finding companies where they can help those companies tell their stories. So the con- content agents, are they going to use your brand, Lucy Content, or so my, another brand? And are they exclusive to you? Or um, there, There's a lot in the agreement. Um, so my my business is actually Lucy. Uh, we are DBA doing business as is Lucy Content. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you about that real quick. So Lucy, yes, it's my last name, but as I was looking at what to name this company, I did focus groups and looked at domains. Domain names are ridiculously expensive, by the way. And so um, I talked to a few people who had jumped outside of the TV business, and they said, just use, use your name. And so I started looking at my name, and I'm like, well, you know what? My last name, Lucy, does mean light illumination, graceful light. Our mission is to shine a light on your story. Oh, wow. So well, why not? That's wonderful. Yeah. yeah, so that's what that's our focus. We want to shine a light on your story, your business story, your nonprofit story, your individual story, mm-hmm. uh, and then it's branched out into different things. Um, so I've lost my train of thought. Where where were we going there? But anyway, I am trying to build up the Lucy brokerage, if you will, and then our content agents can go out and just use the infrastructure that we've been building for the past six plus months, right. knowing that we can do all of the back end stuff. They just need to focus on telling the stories. Right. So we we're talking about differentiation yeah. and you're comparing it to a real estate brokerage. I was just saying, so are they exclusively using your brand? Do they do other stuff? And if they are exclusively using your brand, then I guess it's kind of, I think, creative and very intelligent to they're promoting Lucy content, just 100%. Like being out there yeah. with your brand. So, in, in fact, I've had journalists say, are you okay that I am like shopping your website and everything else? I said, yeah, I, I know them. Like I know right. these journalists, they're, they're incredible storytellers. And so, yeah, that's fine. Go Because I will go in with you when we need to meet with them and find out their exact needs that the business's needs, but I can't do it all on my own. I, I'm not going to build a, a big business just by myself. Um, down the line, I would like to have an entire, instead of 1099s, I would like to have a social media team in-house. Okay. And then maybe a website team in-house. Uh, I work with a team out of uh, Austin right now. I'm going to go see them too tomorrow. Um, and so have all of the main infrastructure in-house, and then we could literally have a, a storyteller in North Dakota mm-hmm. who's telling those mm-hmm. stories up there. And here's the thing too. With uh, media being as saturated as it is, and with these big media conglomerates, you you are doing stories that um, they want you to do. With these journalists, I can say you go do the story that you want. We haven't. We now have a studio. You want mm-hmm. your own show? Mm-hmm. Come down and, and do your show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are helping out a nonprofit on the west side of Atlanta. Right. And and the the amount of revitalization going on over there. I literally have told my client that I said I, I want to not necessarily create content promoting your nonprofit because you are going to be the news outlet. It's coming from you anyway. Let's just go tell these incredible stories on the west side about families moving back uh, after what wasn't uh, a really crime drug ridden area mm-hmm. that has now been revitalized. There are a million stories over there and there are 
companies like Chick-fil-A, Home Depot, Arthur Blank Family Foundation, you know, Coke, they're, they're investing so much money over there and it's, it's not getting the coverage as it should. So we'll, we'll cover it. We'll create the content. So let's, let's shift back to you personally uh, and the next steps for Craig Lucy. How do you see kind of the future for your company and how do you see the future for you personally? Future for my company is we would like to just keep growing. I would say um, yesterday being in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, I, it was such a, an interesting moment for me because here I am. I was covering a story where I, I put a photographer and a chopper, an ambulance uh, chopper, and we were doing a day in the life of the paramedics. We were embedded with them. And it was really no different than what I was doing while I was in the news. I literally was covering a news story. I sat down and interviewed the um, Kane, a former wrestler, who's uh, Glenn Jacobs, who's now the the mayor in Knox County. Um, so for me, it's continuing to do what we do, but grow in the process, have these content agents, if you will, our, our content creators, and uh, continue to organically grow while at the same time making sure that we are taking care of our clients to the best of our ability and showing them that we are different than what you're going to find out there. We are journalists who are creating the content and leveraging it so that they get a good return on their investment. And, um, you know, like I said earlier, there, there is, there's no cap here. Mm-hmm. The sky is, mm-hmm. is the limit. We literally can tap into crews all over the world for production and put it back together here. I, I, I would like to get back and create my own type shows, my own, um, whether it's an entrepreneurial show and profile people here in the Atlanta market or, in Georgia, all over. Um, and there are, so OTT is over the top. It's your Roku, your Apple TV, uh, your Amazon devices that go over the top of your cable box. All of these big brands will have their own OTT channels. So creating that OTT content for them. Uh, it's very smart for these big big brands to do that because they do have massive social media following followers right. and so that they can create this content and hit their audience directly instead of going through a third party. So let's say if we had some sort of big event going on in Atlanta, we would bring them into our studio maybe the day before and talk about a big event. So th- these are things that um, are not necessarily being covered uh, that we could potentially cover. And so we will hopefully have a studio down the line and be able to do whatever we want. Um, but it's right now we are working out of our clients' offices and bouncing around and we're not doing your typical corporate video. We don't really like typical typical corporate video. If the right. client wants it, we, we'll do it. You don't like it because it's hard to... It's too corporate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it's like... Not personal. Compelling content. It's key. I mean, you have to... Even if it is a, a story about a law firm, it needs to resonate with a lot of people. Right. Um, we, we're, we just did a video podcast with a law firm, and it was the three founders sitting down and... Even if you are not in the law field, it was fascinating to listen to them talk about how they got this law firm off the ground, how they came up with the idea. Um, and I also, by the way, love their business model. And that's uh, my client is uh, Taylor English. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, are, they are growing exponentially and organically because they are taking attorneys who are they're not rookie attorneys. They're experienced attorneys uh, who maybe went out on their own and then realized, wow, the payroll is too right. much to deal with. I, I can't manage a paralegal. I, I, so they bring them under one roof 
and there's an agreement with uh, percentages, and they give them what they need to get their jobs done while they can focus on their passion. And that's exactly what I want to do. I want to be able to give these storytellers what they need so that they can focus on their passion, which is going out there and telling stories. So really, it's in parallel, Lucy Content can mirror what you're seeing at Taylor English. Is that right? 100%. Yeah. yeah. I've told Mark Taylor that. I've told Joe English. Stealing their strategy. (laughs) (laughs) No, because we are creating all this content for them, and and they like... Right. Fortunately, what what they're they're seeing, and I like what they're doing over there. I think it's just uh, a business model that can work for any business. And I was talking to my attorney yesterday about these uh, independent contractor agreements, and he said, "You know what? I, I've seen so many companies do, doing what you're doing right now." Because he's, uh, I've got a friend, a millennial friend. He's literally bounced around to five or six companies. I think that the days, unfortunately, of working for one company for forty years, unless right. it, unless they're being incentivized, incentivized, and right to and stay, she, to stay uh, they they're just bouncing around. Um, so if you if you can uh, get people to realize, uh, believe in what you're doing, right. and I, even people who want to join me, I'm like, what do you? What would your title? What, right. what do you want your title to be? You know, right. just uh, reward them and show them, hey, if you go out and close this deal, here's the budget. This is what would you like to make? Um, we're an open book. We're very transparent. So I, I just think that uh, the younger generation wants something like that. I think that by giving people that entrepreneurial spirit, but giving them the resources that they need to get the job done. They love it. And you're not telling them, Hey, I need you to be in the office at 9am. I think that those days are few and far between now. Right. So let's end our discussion uh, this afternoon, Craig, with one last story from the chief storyteller (laughs) at Lucy content 10 years from now. How do you envision the story of this wonderful new company that you started? How do you see it in 10 years? Tough question. I see it. Uh, I, I see it as hopefully we have a, a nice office, um, but not too nice because we don't want to invest a lot in an office. Real we estate, invest, yeah, yeah. So we want, we, we want to have that studio. We want to be able to have a presence all over. Uh, and we want, clients to be happy with our work and um, realize that they're getting something different with us. And I want to maybe help those journalists that are out there who are covering stories that they don't really want to cover or they don't really believe in, realize that what we are doing now are uh, is telling stories that are helping businesses and building them up, not necessarily looking for the negative. Mm-hmm. And we're helping nonprofits uh, because these nonprofits have incredible, impactful stories that are just not getting told. They're, they're too featurey. They're they're too positive, if you will, for traditional media. Those stories occasionally get told, but now it, I think that what we want to create is um, a large media company that has the background to go in and also create a ton of media, a ton of content for all of our clients. That is the vision, if you will. So that'll be a great story, Craig, 10 years from now. We can't wait to interview in 10 years. So, Craig, thank you very much, the chief storyteller, for telling us stories about your past, your future, and how going forward you're going to shine a light on the positive things that are happening today in our very polarized and turbulent times. So, Craig, we wish you the best as you set out on this new path in recreating media through creative and compelling 
Lucy content. I appreciate you, Mr. Flock, for making me a flock star. <laughs> You're a flock star. I love it. I love yeah. it. And thank you to all of your listeners uh, yeah. who, who tuned in. And um, it, it's a pleasure. I, I love getting on this podcast of yours. I love what you're doing and, sh- and showcasing what these business leaders here in our city are up to and hearing uh, what makes them tick. As I mentioned earlier, it is awesome to do these types of profiles and really get the story, the inner story of what makes someone do what they do day in and day out. That's fantastic. So keep it up, Mr. Flock. I will, Mr. Lucy. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you for joining Michael Flock and his guests on the Capital Club Radio Show. For more information on future interviews, please visit us at flockfinance.com. This program is brought to you by Flock Specialty Finance, where clients are provided knowledge and insights to help them grow their business in complex and risky markets. Flock is more than a transaction.